0: Welcome to the Press Play and Run podcast, the podcast for runners whose race calendar is dictated by FOMO and bad life choices. Today, we've got a very different kind of episode. We are not doing our usual delving into the the background of one guest. And as promised, we have episode one guest, Alison Jardin, rejoining us on the podcast to talk us through just a couple of things that have happened since the last time we spoke. (laughs) So if you remember, we had Alison on. I think the last time we spoke on here, Alison, was you were just getting ready to head out for Tokyo.
1: Yeah, I think it was about six weeks to go, wasn't it?
0: So since then, quite a lot has transpired. A lot has happened for you. And I know that people are really keen to hear about the experience, about the six-star finisher medal. So if you've not heard episode one, if you listen to this one and want to hear a bit more about the start of Alison's journey, because it wasn't all six-star medals and major marathons. Uh, Go back to episode one and listen to that episode. So first of all, welcome back, Alison. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks, yes. Uh, Glad to be back uh, to talk running even more.
0: I know, I feel like I've been talking to you about running non-stop for weeks, but yeah. it, it's nice to be on here and to, there's lots I've not actually asked you about because I've been waiting on this moment and we'll get to London as well when we are going to be joined by another guest today. We have Emily, who is Emily in the Outdoors uh, on Instagram, or as I like to call her, Emily the Tube, because she's <laughs> an absolute tube. Uh, so she's going to join us and bring a different marathon perspective, but we'll just ebb and flow today. We're, I'm not too fixated on a, on going through it in logical order, but let's try and begin where we left off the last time. So six weeks out from Tokyo, I obviously had done a wee bit of training with you in the lead up to that as well. We managed a couple of uh, shorter runs together. What I want to know first of all is, tell me about Tokyo. Tell me, uh, tell me first about the place and about your couple of days leading up to the race before we get near six star medals.
1: Well, I think before, I can't remember if I said to you, but I said to a few people before I went, I was kind of in that mindset of Tokyo wasn't really where it was meant to end. It was going to be Boston. So, you know, because of lockdown, COVID restrictions, it ended up being Tokyo. So I was a bit like, I don't know if this is where I really wanted it to end. But, you know, we'll go. We'll see what it's like. It's not a place I would have ever chosen to go, uh, but we'll make the most of it. It is now my most favourite place in the whole world. Like I could talk about forever everything about it was amazing the people the place the things to do the parks how clean it was the food like it really was amazing it was like so much more than i could have ever wanted and
0: and what was the travel schedule like how long were you out there before i suppose that might be interesting for anybody thinking about an international marathon particularly that far away
1: so it was interesting, actually. So we got there. So we left Glasgow on Tuesday at 1 p.m. And then we got into Tokyo in our hotel room at midnight on the Wednesday. So you obviously like it hits you on the way out because it's the, the, the times zone difference as well. However, I do think we were OK, actually. I didn't struggle too much to get into their time zone. So, we, so obviously we had Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then the race was on Sunday. So I do feel that was enough time to do things, but not do too much. Like we'd kind of planned, roughly planned things. So we knew we weren't going to be like too full on. So we could like not quite rest, but not take it too far. Whereas I know people that went maybe a week and a half before and did like the the bullet train and day trips. And I'd have loved to have done that. But I do think it would have taken its toll by the Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's one of those type places, I suppose, like New York or London, where there's so much to do and see and cram mm. in that there's a, maybe a temptation to get on your feet. And you did manage to squeeze in a lot, but some of that was afterwards.
1: Yeah, the the things we did before, like we were trying to be quite clever. So we did the Mario karts, uh, which I oh, think people have seen, and it was so much fun. And we'd obviously planned to do that before because it was sitting down. But what we didn't realise was that the guy turned around to us and said, you know, you've actually just driven most of the course. So it was quite good that we'd actually seen it with before we ran it. Um, so that was really fun. You could do loads of things like we did a couple of very, very light runs. Uh, there was a park just beside us. But one of the things you'll find in Tokyo is there's parks everywhere. So, you know, you just see runners and it was quite cool. Everybody obviously waited in there. I ran whatever man is or I'm from this country. So that was nice. Lots of towers you can go up and temples to visit. So I'd kind of recommend keeping it as easy as possible while not just sitting in your room because you can't go to Tokyo and just sit in your room.
0: No, no. And I'd, I'd spoken to, you'll you heard the episode, I spoke to Pete Cooper. Mm-hmm. And he was in his hotel room at the time when I spoke to him, but I think he he, he told me his prep was he went to a Japanese football game and was bouncing about with like the ultras, <laughs> the fans. So I think his calves were practically destroyed before he even got there. Uh, but, <laughs> but he said the same, he had the most amazing time. I think he used to live in Hong Kong. The pictures... From, from everybody that I followed that was there just looked incredible, it looks like the kind of place I'd love to visit, I'm not so sure about running the marathon there but um, mm-hmm. it, it just looked like a phenomenal experience and is that nice I suppose then that it's lived, it probably you went in with a relatively low yeah. set of expectations.
1: It completely exceeded them and I'm so glad I went with that kind of mindset because I wouldn't have wanted to be disappointed Um, but honestly I can't, like I know I annoy people by going on about it but it really, it did exceed them in every single way. The people, like, they're just so nice, uh, so polite, so helpful. And yes, everyone keeps saying to me, but how did you manage to communicate? Because obviously, like, language being a barrier. And it was, but it wasn't, because you don't need to be able to speak the same language. Like, they still managed to help you. Um, and I know we're going to obviously go into more detail about the marathon, but even on the day and, like, the the volunteers and everything, you could not have asked for more. Just the nicest people I've ever met.
0: Yeah, I think good manners and being helpful is universal even mm-hmm. if you can't sit and get somebody's life story from them. So let, let's let move on to the marathon itself it I, I stayed up for a bit to do some some dot watching and try mm-hmm. to figure out the app it's not as user friendly as some no. of the others but you know i had somebody from my club pete running it as well and you ended up running yeah uh, <laughs> very, very close to him but it was obviously you get a sense there of how things are going but you never truly know until somebody's finished and then i hear from you the next morning so mm-hmm. talk me through race day conditions how that compared to your other majors. It's not really fair to compare it to local events. So let's compare it to the other majors. And uh, is there any big differences then they should look out for if they go there?
1: So I always say with the majors, because everyone asks, what's your favourite? There were so many good things about Tokyo, but like being completely honest, the course wasn't great. Maybe some people enjoyed it, but it was three out and backs. You have to mentally prepare for that because as you know, I think if you've done a couple of them especially London you're you get that one out and back so the first one was great because you're like oh, look there's the elites nice distraction the second one like you just said I saw a couple of people I you, it's about Pete so you're starting to see people and you're like oh hey by the third one I'm pretty sure that would be four five miles ago you start your last one so you're watching people come back the other way you're tired you're starting to just question your life choices and then you also feel and it didn't actually feel on the way back but it looked like they were running up like an incline so in your head it's starting to all think oh how much further is that uphill on the way back I struggled with that so I do think in terms of the course you've got to be ready to to accept that that's the type of course it is it's not like a big circle or and I wouldn't say there was particularly a huge amount of like landmarks to see. So I think it's just kind of a get your head down and get the race done. However, the positives were that, or our hotel in particular, was literally on the start line. So it was the best Madison, in terms of you didn't have to get on a bus or you didn't have to start your journey on tubes and undergrounds. And I were before, we literally stepped out the door. We watched everyone else get ready and we just trotted yeah. out, which was great. Very organized start, obviously. The, the first three miles really congested. I mean, it's no surprise to people. I almost fell because your heels were getting clipped. But once you, you started, it was great. Support on the course, I didn't know what to expect. It was definitely a lot more polite than, you know, other marathons a bit more but, reserved than yes, bridge, like, like clapping, but it was there. Uh, I've never seen so many volunteers, and I do really think that a lot of the other marathons could learn a lot from Tokyo. So, the way they do it, you know, they ask you not to drop litter, to drop cups gel wrappers which you know is fair enough but they they provide big boxes with bags in them that you throw everything in and then they obviously pull the bags out putting you one in and it's very well done if someone does accidentally drop something it's swept away within a second that made it so much easier to run because you're not tripping over bottles and cups and slipping on gels so little things like that that you didn't really think about before made such a difference yeah but yeah and it was obviously great to see Pete and others because it gives you that little boost, doesn't it? And it's yeah. a bit like, you know, my friend's husband, Um, he, I don't know if he would say fortunately, but um, he got stuck with three women for the weekend, <laughs> but he was a great support and he came and handed out bits and pieces to us on the course as well. So, I mean, I just, it totally exceeded expectations. Weather was couldn't have been any better, maybe a little humid towards the end. And that's when I kind of start to struggle a bit. But overall, I just thought this is your last one, last chance. Just go and do what you can. You do, I think it would be mile twice, four and a half, five, run past a temple. And I do remember thinking, oh, that's so cool because a couple of days before we'd been there, so that was nice. But yeah, it just it was it was just everything you could have really asked for to to finish up, really
0: you picked up an interesting thing when you come back and we were out around together on the that cleanliness and obviously the cultural side of it but how that might be masking a bit of that air quality and you think that may have had an impact in your race so uh, tell yeah. me about that
1: so a few people said to me what's japan like because obviously we all know that even before covid um a lot of the the japanese locals wore masks now obviously pollution is i think highest if not like it's roundabout one of the highest in the world there but you wouldn't ever think it because it is so clean like everything is clean the escalators the handles the tiles on the underground walls but when I finished like I did start to feel a bit over oh, the like towards end. but I thought I'm just tired I've pushed myself but the minute I stopped I was like <gasps> like actually really struggled to breathe and I was like what's going on here and then I was like well you have just probably <laughs> not breathed in like quite you said it miles like quite heavily so again something else to factor in there's probably nothing you can really do to change it but just be aware that it's a it's a city that it is heavily polluted but yeah. you just would never know it visually
0: that's obviously something that will impact you probably later you feel it more than even at the time mm-hmm. but and then then I did see as well which didn't affect you as much because of I suppose where you are in the pack um because of what we've not said so far about you have not said is that the race went rather well for you but the water situation I think for people towards the back I, again people running out of water and finding themselves really dehydrated that became mm-hmm. an issue but not necessarily your experience
1: so i was obviously fortunate that i didn't there was water available but so obviously most marathons now i were drinking out of paper cups we don't well london wasn't like that but in a lot of them it's the, the paper cups now there wasn't a lot of water in those cups and i hate being the person that has to take two because i'm aware that there's still people that need them but I was actually starting to feel a bit faint towards the end, maybe the last 10K, like getting pins and needles and it was really hot. That Honestly, I, it was like a dribble in each cup and I was like, this just isn't enough. Yeah. So I was sometimes taken to, which I felt bad about, especially when I heard they'd ran out. But it that's the kind of little things that need to improve because it just wasn't enough.
0: Yeah, that's not on the runners to feel bad about taking to, that's on organisers to make sure there's enough water and more. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. as if it's something that's going to have a bad day on it and it's going to be wasted exactly. afterwards. Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no excuse and any climate that could get humid or hot not to have enough hydration there. It's especially when they were so tight in and around what you could take with you. Um, yeah, because and that, that was obviously a big double, thing. That's a double hit, isn't it? Like it's bad enough if you've run out of water on the course, but if you have then told people you can't take your normal fluid mm-hmm. with you, then it's like a double punishment.
1: That is. and I think I mean I'm fortunate that water is enough for me but I know there's so many people that train and like really use a lot of the you know I don't know what they're called tailwinds and things like that so yeah, yeah I think that that obviously I think knocked a lot of people because then the rules kept changing as well which made it quite difficult so yeah I think if if you're going to be that strict you've got to make sure that you've got enough for the runners yeah. I mean I know they also had the carry sweat which I didn't try um but again it was still in cup so it just wasn't going to be enough for people. Still, still
0: the same volume yeah and then let's move on to that I, I probably want to know about the last mile two miles because everything up to that point i i'm still just assuming is pain no matter what what awaits you at the end that moment when you kind of know you're you're homing in did you know you were on for pb
1: No. So I think I've said to you before that I don't like really go out now with a time in my head. I just go and see how I feel and like push if I can. So I'd been obviously looking at an average pace. However, that meant nothing in Tokyo because the the GPS doesn't work. I was getting like miles popping up on my watch, but I didn't know if they were right because some of them just seemed so far out like too fast and then there'd be a few that were slow. So I was very much just like, okay, I feel like I should be running really well here. And if what the watch is saying is right, then I possibly might slip under. But you know, I really don't know. Then we got to 10K to go and like I said it started to just not feel great. And that's when I thought, okay, this is your final major that you're going to pick up your six star medal. Do you want to do that like in a wheelchair or do you want to do it <laughs> with a smile on your face, enjoy the last part of this so that's the point where I thought well, I still don't really know what pace I'm running but I'm going to just pull it back a bit now like I've done what I came to do given it a good shot <clears throat> with 10k to go I just thought right get down that last stretch you've got the turn then you're going to come back and you can see what you're coming back because it's right there so just have taken like the temple that we've seen the day before got to the 25 mile mark and I thought okay this is it like this is this is what you've waited for for years and it does it starts to feel a bit like emotional because you're like it's the end but you don't almost want to be the end so you're kind of getting through that last smile still obviously fighting but also just thinking I'm, I'm gonna have that medal in a minute and it was a weird finish because you know obviously like London and the majors you get this huge like you know finish that you run under yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Tokyo it wasn't so everyone's kind of like a is this us? <laughs> Is that my <am> done? <laughs> I'm like, eh, I think I'll stop my watch now. So I looked at my watch and it said D twelve twenty five, and I'm like, I think that if that's right, that's a PB. But then in my head, I was a bit disorient. It's probably the worst I felt after marathon. Like I pushed myself, and I think I was really dehydrated. But then I started to get messages with, through with like screenshots of times, but some said. The net time and some said the gun time. Yeah. But in my head, because I just was a little bit out of it, I couldn't. Work out, so I'm like, Oh my god, I got a PB. Oh no, I didn't. Oh wait, I did. And it for like about 10 minutes, I was like, Right, <laughs> just get your head straight. Could somebody here. tell me what I did or not? Yeah, I was like, Did I? Did I not? So, I mean, when I saw that, I was like, Like I said to you, I wasn't lying when I said I was going out to Tokyo just to enjoy it. So, it was just something I hadn't ever expected to get was a PB there. And I know you don't believe it, but you know, I can't help myself.
0: I don't know if you've ever run without having a PB somewhere in your back of your head. what <laughs> what was your PB prior? It was um three thirteen oh five. And
1: that was three twelve 25.
0: twenty-five. I mean that's it's such fine margins over such mm-hmm. a big distance, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. it's insane to be thinking like you're into the can I shave a minute off a marathon yeah. when you're out running for that long. But that's where you're at. That's that's just I suppose testament to how far you've pushed your body your ability your training Mm -hmm. um so made up for this and then you get over the line bit of an underwhelming finish but (laughs) then you've got that moment of not only collecting your tokyo medal but the six star medal and again not everybody will have listened to episode one but we did speak about how many people at that particular marathon were collecting their six stars Mm -hmm. it was a world record number um, and you would the Guinness World Book of Records there and you got an yep. additional medal and but that's because of all the sort of delayed COVID runners and mm-hmm. all, all these people in the course so you've got I suppose a blessing and a curse there so many people to share the moment with that would mm-hmm. never normally be the case but also maybe not that same like oh there's only a hundred of us in a tent type thing yeah. that, <laughs> that, that might be so tell me about it tell me about not only get in the medal, but what happens in the immediate aftermath? Does everybody just stand about and look at how great each other
1: are? <laughs> well, I'd say, like you say, I think it was a blessing and a curse. So it was amazing from the fact that the minute you landed in Tokyo, and like I said, doing your little runs in the park, every, like a lot of people you were bumping into were like, oh, are you getting your six on oh, me too? So I was like, not quite so special. But when you cross the line and you walk to the tent, you're just like, I can't believe this is the way to happen. I think the only downside was because over in japan just now there's still covid is still a big you know focus yeah so it was quite rushed like oh congratulations wow here's your medal well done like can you go now but i was really fortunate so matt that um i'd met through instagram who lives not too far away from us we'd kind of gone to the start together and he'd finished before me, but he'd waited for me. And that was, like, the nicest thing ever because it was getting to share your moment with somebody that you knew. And he was getting his as well. So I was like, oh, and that was nice. Like, we got a together. And obviously, I had a little bubble on his shoulders because it was something I'd waited for for so long. And just to have it in people made you feel special as well so yes there was a lot of us but you know people like oh wow can I see it and it just it was so nice and then I was fortunate enough to be there with a couple of friends so you know two two my friends that didn't know each other before actually decided to run together so they had a great time. Um, And then we went back to to celebrate with them and my friend's husband as well. So it was nice just to be able to take the medals out, clank, clank, clank the whole night. (laughs) And and just, yeah, it was, I can't even describe what it feels like to have it because, you know, when you put everything in as a runner and like the time, the cost and everything to finally get that, it's just like an overwhelming feeling you can't even describe really.
0: I don't think I saw a picture of you in the next 40 hours without a glass of something <laughs> in your hand.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, woo. Um, no, it was it was just, it was, the perf- it was the perfect ending. And to do it, it almost seemed fitting in a way, because like I said, although it shouldn't have been Tokyo, I've always said the majors take you to places you would never go. And really that was the furthest away one. So it was almost fitting that it ended in a place that I probably would never have gone.
0: How many times did you have a wee greet?
1: Um, on the day I think quite a few, yeah. and then it when was. And you saw Sandy. Day. Oh yeah, I was like, he was like, "Don't you ever lose that?" And that's the only one you're getting. Don't ask to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the next day was amazing as well because we booked a trip to go to Mount Fiji. And when we got in the car in the morning, the weather was awful. So the poor driver was like so apologetic because, you know, we weren't going to see Mount Fiji. And obviously it wasn't his fault, but that's how polite they are. But he took us to a few places and then he told us to walk up a, a hill to go to the temple. And obviously we had our medals on to get the pictures. And when we maybe got halfway up, one of my friends went turn around and all the clouds had just cleared and Mount Fiji was right there like crystal clear and that was probably the moment I was like so overwhelmed because I had the medal in my hand but I was like we're actually here like this Mm -hmm. is something that not a lot of people will ever see and I took a million photos but nothing will ever quite do it justice and I thought that's what this medal and all the other ones have taken me like this is where it's got me to and I think that was probably the most emotional part for me
0: yeah the ph- photographs can't capture the emotion of a moment actually during the race or i've been thinking about that looking at everybody's these marathon pictures and you see fleeting moments of the pain the struggle but to anybody that's not done it and thinking about doing it, it is as it it's that moment that feeling you can't replicate that there's mm-hmm. no picture can ever do it justice of pushing through those hard yards. And I was so made up for you. It was, it was just such an incredible experience. I'm also wondering if maybe Scottish bus drivers could learn from that and start apologizing for the weather. <laughs> be a full-time job.
1: I know, listen, we could learn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah but a bit of customer service
1: there.
0: I usually find myself having to apologize to bus drivers nowhere, and I don't know what for. It's just I... the way they look at you. They make you feel that like you should be apologizing.
1: We're still British, aren't we? <laughs> oh, it's
0: unbelievable. Unbelievable! The the support that you've had, Alison, online, I can see it. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, f- I follow a lot of people that follow you too. The podcast, I think, probably brought more shared connections between both of us. So seeing through that page, just how many people wished you luck, and what's that been like for you? Not not just since the podcast, but you've always had the big support on that community. How how has that helped push you through that that final step of the journey?
1: It's been amazing. And to be honest, I don't think it would have been as special without it. Like we've said so many times, like we've made so many friends. I, I know everyone says it, but I think we've got such a great local running community in, the, like, in this area. But like I say, when it comes to social media, even further afield, um, I've always liked helping people and then trying to inspire people. And... The messages of support and you know before and after and even tuning like I had messages after people tracking me like you had stayed up and I just it it's made the world of difference and the amount of people have said to me oh do you think I could do it now or how do you do it and it that's why I do it for me but also because I want to inspire other people to try and Achieve the things that I have, and also to to go and have those opportunities to visit amazing places, make the friends. Like I've spent time at these world majors with people that I've met through social media, yeah, and they've now become like friends for life. And none of the journey would have been the same without them.
0: You are inspiring people. You're not trying. You really are. I, I saw loads of the posts of you're inspiring people. Not everybody's going to earn six stars. Like that's not. Going to be everybody's journey but inspiring people to believe they can especially hearing your origin of running of mm-hmm. the shocker of barely training the bleeding the chafing the like you, <laughs> you did everything wrong the first time and yeah. you know what that's inspiring to people to go i bet you get back up and went again mm-hmm. um, and actually somebody had messaged me after when you came back we had a long run you joined me in one of my first very long runs after you get back because you're a lunatic and you were in that weird in between bit between mm-hmm. tokyo and london and i had somebody message me and said you're so lucky to get to run all that way with allison i'm thinking she's bloody lucky to get to run with me what are you talking about like i had to listen to her talking about tokyo for in three hours. how am i lucky um but they're absolutely right in all seriousness like see that chance to ask questions and i'm asking probably what would be stupid questions to an experienced marathon runner but there isn't a stupid question when you've never run one yourself
1: no i had to actually i was speaking to somebody yesterday that we both know you know we're speaking about just you know helping and supporting people and she said to me oh you know I'm quite conscious that I don't want to be the person that constantly asks and I was like no please do I mean what you need to know is that I will never stop talking about it once you ask but I'll help <clears throat> I want people to ask me because like you say I've made all the mistakes and when I see people start out on their journey I do not want them to, to make the same but just when you're speaking about inspiring people I need to tell you this so when I finished London which I know we're going to talk about in a minute these I said oh he said, Oh, do you know maybe maybe I can't. And I was like, Okay, can I sign you up for the ballot? And he was like, Okay. And he's never said okay. So obviously I got on straight away. And then he said, And if I don't get in, I'll maybe do Manchester. And I was like, So you're gonna run a marathon and he was like, Yeah, well I've watched them enough times, so I'll do one.
0: There you go. So job
1: done, like can a tiger.
0: You inspired me to to go and do the marathon, I swore blind after the last training, I'd never do it again, but it's infectious seeing it, and it's brilliant, people are asking you those questions, there is nothing, there's no such thing as stupid in the running community, except Emily, who's just joined us on the call here, (laughs) so it's nice to have you here, Emily, we're joined right now by Emily Jackson, and your is impeccable, we're moving on to London, how you doing?
2: I'm good, thanks. I'm so excited.
0: You're like a podcast (laughs) pro now. You're on all the podcasts. I know. Everybody wants to hear my stories, you know. What is the chances (laughs) of me asking you in the same week that you're asked by 0.99?
2: I know. And then I had to like get my agent involved and be like, (laughs) this is only what I can speak about when I come on your podcast. Ryan's got me an exclusivity right now.
0: These boys have got no bloody ideas of their own. Like, Get your own guests.
2: Exactly. exactly. Uh, anyway, I, th- I think
0: technically ever. they asked you first, so it's probably me reading it. So we're, we're just speaking to Alison about Tokyo, her experience, where we're now in the in between a bit between Tokyo and London. Okay. Alison, before we move on to London, and, and I want to pull Emily into the fold because you also didn't have the very conventional run up to London.
1: <laughs>
0: we had a nice moment at Park Run, didn't we, in between?
1: yeah
0: do you want to explain what happened
1: Wait, are we talking about the one where you beat me
0: no oh no i knew i was going to beat you, you just run a marathon that was all right <laughs> no i mean when they're doing the announcements
1: i'm only joking i just thought we'd get that
0: <laughs> right, yeah i beat alice in fact, I beat her after every marathon. Just said.
1: <laughs> So I'd obviously stayed away from part run for a couple, or well, a couple of weeks, maybe a week, because I can't stay away. Um, but it was really nice. So I was Ryan, to try, and I'll come down, knowing that this would be. I would agreed to, to do a run with him after uh, Tokyo, and it was really nice. So I got a shout out from Pat and the team, which, again, what we were I meant to actually say that when we were speaking about the support. So part run such a big thing to I think all of us, like just the way it brings everyone together and i just thought like getting that shout out meant so much because you know part run's been a huge part of the journey and it's just again shows how much support there is there and i know like we're saying about people asking questions a lot of people did actually come up before tokyo and before london and ask. so that was actually such a special thing and i think that day they had the piper as well didn't they so it all just felt very nice it
0: was it was, a, it was brilliant part run is definitely the the sort of glue that binds this podcast's mm-hmm. running community if there is if there is such a thing it's we don't all go to the same one all the time but you're liable to bump into somebody and emily we met you i
2: think it was, that, part part. More, it was, was that, that one that. yeah that one? i think it that may might be the
0: same one of, that's yeah. right yeah
2: yeah
0: <laughs> Hi, yeah yeah You were doing the warm-up as well, and we missed you at the end because you were doing some cool-down laps, like a marathon saddle.
1: (laughs) Or were you not swimming in the (laughs) lock? Not allowed to swim in that lock, are you?
0: No, you'd you'd be more liable to come out of a shopping trolley than you would be if them. Else, definitely like... not <laughs> No, yeah, you shouldn't swim in there. No, definitely no. not. So, Emily, welcome, welcome, welcome to Press Play and Run. Formally, I'll start being nice to you now and call you by your given name and not the chip, as you're oh, saved in my phone now. Love it. <laughs> I saved Emily's this because she is helping me, along with Alison and another couple of people, just organise this first podcast meetup, which is growing arms and legs <laughs> on a daily basis. So we formed a little WhatsApp group, and Emily had all the plans in place. And then we checked, and she had the complete wrong yeah. route. So she was going to have us in a different bit of Glasgow. So that's why she is Emily I the tube don't after even know
2: what I was looking after one job,
0: one job. <laughs> Failed spectacularly and she had her clipboard <laughs> removed, so we've not given her it back. No, I'm
2: just the ideas woman. I just come up with all the ridiculous ideas. Start everybody baking, yeah. you know, Empire biscuits and stuff, Aye. and then realise that you know, take a yeah. step back, Emily.
0: hi and somebody's already got the Empire biscuit scene handled. Does that, that ring the so. tune? <laughs> I think I'm doing that race, so we'll we'll get our Empire yeah. biscuit there. Emily, you have been a bit busy in the marathon front. Yes. So before I before I take you and Alison to London, mm-hmm. you ran Brighton. I did. Yes, that was my and main race. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was your that was well. That was only when I knew you were doing, and then me too. It just turns out you were doing a marathon every weekend <laughs> after that as well. But I'm interested to know about Brighton because that was a race that wasn't. Then was London took it over. Um. Yeah, yeah. um... Tell me about the experience. Tell me about that event and and. Mm-hmm where that would rank on what you've experienced?
2: Well, I mean, when you're talking about the event that never was, I mean, you live up here, so you don't really kind of know the ins and outs of things. Down south, I'd never really known anybody else that ran Brighton. So, you know, I entered all gung-ho, booked my accommodation, and then there's all this stuff coming out about it I might not go ahead. So, But luckily, the London Marathon events took it over. And it was, it was plain sailing from there. Um, although I think in future years, it'll be even better because they've taken it over. They probably took it over with less time to kind of organise, you know, mm-hmm. like a proper expo, a proper, you know, like a post-event village after it and things. But it was still a really well-run event. I've, my boss actually lives down in Brighton so it was part of the reason I've never actually met him in person I went down there kind of seeing his pictures and stuff like that Brighton always looked great and I, I sort of wanted i have done marathons in the past and I've trained with people and went with people and there's always that awkward bit of do you run together, do you not? So there was, a, there was part of me that was like I just kind of want to go and do something by myself and then I have no hanging off for somebody making them wait for me feeling guilty and things so that was sort of my reason for for Brighton and also just I'm quite impulsive so it was like booked before I'd even you know finish my cup of tea yeah I was I was really excited I thought it was a great event the routes changed um in previous years it used to go out to this like power station on this like kind of an offshoot of it like the island just off the sea and you know When you look at a route like that, you think, that looks great. You know, in the sea, I experienced a bit of that power station and it is not nice. (laughs) Um, Not the one. Yes. And I'd say for about 23 miles of that race, I was loving life until that point where, you know, you've got a turn. you, You know, you can see everybody coming back and this is the finish time. And I couldn't get to that turn. And I think it was the, probably the only moment where I ended up, I thought it was under my breath, but it really wasn't because the guy next to me went, I know, was when I went for a drink, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Quite loudly <laughs> um, because you turned a corner and still people were running back. And I thought, oh, no. no.
0: If you only have one of those moments in a marathon, yeah, that's, that's at least sadly. 34 less than I have on any given training. I <laughs> know. Yeah,
2: and I think it was all the hills were done in the first half, all the kind of, you know, that. That extra effort is done when you're probably feeling your absolute best, and then coming back into to Brighton, you kind of go further out. Probably should have researched where these places are before. It was a windmill somewhere out in the coast, and you come back, and the view and narrows it down. The view is just spectacular. You know, just seeing that blue sea, and then your other half is completely in Brighton, in the city centre, and then in Hove. Which, if you've ever done like the Great North Run, it had that vibe of. Residential people out giving you orange slices, and you know having the hoses out so that you could cool down. I mean, it was just brilliant. So that yeah. kind of helped your second half, but that power station was a bit of a drag. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Brighton's, a, I love Brighton. That my sister only lives an hour. Oh really less than an hour north of it so oh. we go there and we go visit and it's i think i'm interested to see what becomes of that event with london taking it over yeah. because the prestige will definitely grow mm-hmm. it'll become they'll do it properly they've all got all the connections obviously to, to make it something so i think that'll be one that gets bigger and bigger yep. somebody else i know was running at the same day as you so it was nice okay. to follow you there um you missed the introduction to this where i said this is a podcast for people that uh, sort of reschedule based on FOMO and bad life decisions. <laughs> and you, are, you are it. it. you're absolutely. It. I have
2: major FOMO on everything.
0: Both of you then end up in the, the same place where you've just run a marathon. I didn't. You, you actually did Manchester as well, I Emily, didn't. because you're an absolute crackpot. So how did that one happen? So I was always. Or why did that one happen?
2: So, so, I was always going to Manchester. It was basically going to be my backup if Brighton get pulled. I never okay. ever entered it. I thought if I, I'll wait till what happens with Brighton, Manchester always sends you lots of emails and social media posts mm-hmm. about you know sign up now, and it's literally open until like two days before the event. So I was like, I'll sign up for Manchester if Brighton gets pulled. But then my friends were going to Manchester, the ones that I trained with at the weekends and running. So I thought I'll go anyway. You know, FOMO. I have to go, and this will be really exciting watching people run. And then. I did Brighton, was on a high from that. And I thought, I mean, I'm going to be in Manchester anyway. Why not just run Manchester? <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that... And you ran
0: And you ran it as a bit of a victory lap. I saw all yeah. the carry-on and the dancing, and the...
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> which is, is a way to do a marathon. Uh-huh. And I'm going to get to this because I think that post-marathon <laughs> journey is something I'm interested in. But Alison, your prep, tell me about your prep in between because you were that rock in a hard place of not knowing really how... How much rest do I need, how many miles do I need to keep in the legs? We I know we had one big run together, but
1: how did you make the decision about what to do before London? It was really hard and like like most marathon runners, you have a plan. I didn't. My coach has said, like, there's not not much more I can do for you. I hope he meant just in between Tokyo and London and not in general. <laughs> but um it was trying to, like you say, find the balance. So we did that one run together and I did one 19 mile run that was quite hilly. But other than that, I chose to do a few races um, just to keep legs going, get a bit of speed in there. A two 10-milers and a 10k race. Tom Scott. Yeah, Tom Scott and that ballot Clydebank. Then the British Masters 10k range my the week before. But yeah, it was a case of... And I really didn't know what I was doing, whether to do a bit more or not do too much so that your legs weren't burnt and... Uh, Still don't know if I did the right thing or not, but I just tried to do what I thought was the right thing to do and listen to my body for once.
0: Well, you placed in the British Masters, so I would say, <laughs> dare say you did something all right. Tell us about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, a. I still can't quite believe that one. My coach has said to me, well, "Why? Do you, there's a 10k down at Grangemouth, why don't you sign up? It's the British Masters. And I was like, well, we all know my thoughts on 10Ks. And yeah, like I would ever get a medal. And he was like, well, why not? I mean, you know, you've got to, to be in it. So I thought, I'll just go because like I said, it was another race. You know, I kind of found because I was tired after Tokyo, I thought, you know, at least if I keep doing races, it's running with other people. Like when we went out, I'm not, I deliberately didn't want to do much myself. So I ran the race and it was actually, I felt pretty good for a 10K. And um, One of my friends, Jackie, came to support as well then that was fine went home actually i didn't go home i went to a charity uh, afternoon tea for katie that we go to part run with her partner was running london and then i had all these missed calls after and it was to tell me that i'd won a bronze medal and i was like and again that was one of those moments i almost burst into tears i was like i can't pardon me especially at 10k Um. so that, that was a nice little boost ahead of going to london the following weekend as well
0: and why why was that a phone call why did you not know that when you were there
1: to be honest, because we didn't wait until the very end for the the announcements, because I'd all committed to doing too much at once, as usual, I needed to literally rush, wipe myself down, and get to an afternoon tea that I agreed to go to. So I didn't even get to enjoy the moment of winning a British my treatment. This is Mac in a chat. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: could
0: have been doing without the wiping yourself down part, but there you go. Now, now we have it. So Emily, Emily would have been cold dipping and you're wiping yourself down. <laughs> He's louise Do you, if you guys ever need a shower i'm happy to just go for a run and tell Nicola you're coming here because i've got all my friends don't have showers anymore
2: yeah, multitasking
0: <laughs> yeah so end thinks alison's mrs nice person that's what she really is she turns up her vases and leaves with her entourage before the medals if it's not gold she's not staying just so you no. know if you're ten event. <laughs> um. Right then, mm-hmm. London comes, and Emily. I didn't even know you were traveling to London. You are like an international woman of mystery. I know. <laughs> so you go to and Alison. I knew your plan. You were starting the championship pen, although no. you kept that very low key. Very yeah, you didn't you don't don't speak like talk much about, about, about it that much, at, you know, at all. No. no, you really didn't. Actually, compared to how much we usually talk about running, you did. Compared I to how I even, we would talk about it, Ryan. I, think. I absolutely. But, I mean, all, all those times I started in the championship pen. Oh, I,
2: I can barely I, remember
0: him. If many I could times. count them in one hand, I'd have no <laughs> hand. <laughs> Um, but Emily, you're down there doing the virtual London, mm-hmm. which I didn't know you were doing. I don't know why you did it, because you you've just run two marathons in the weeks preceding it. Mm-hmm. And you started at midnight. So let's start with you. You took in the Expo. You did the whole shebang, didn't you?
2: Oh, I did. I did. So the pre-story is that it's obviously I never meant to do Manchester. So really, that was probably poor planning on my part. But for full- You think? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah so I was going to London for something else for this podcast show at the O2 but my friend who I was going with she sadly couldn't make it and I was like do I just go myself I'd already signed up to this virtual London I thought why not I just didn't Brighton by myself kind of quite liked doing my own thing so I thought I'll go to London I'd ran London marathon 10 years ago ballot place lucky, (laughs) Um, but never really wanted to desperately run it again, but we never got to the Expo the last time because when we arrived in London it was too late, so I kind of was like, I'm going to go I'm going to go and see what it's like, I mean I'm I'm still running the London Marathon albeit slightly differently, it was quite exciting like seeing everybody, it was so busy but then (laughs) then I turn a corner and because I'm high as a kite on my own, haven't really spoken to people apart from complete strangers, I turn around and there's there's (laughs) Alison and i literally ran to her even <laughs> though we've met once yeah. <laughs> and i'm like alison expecting that she'll know exactly who i am uh, exactly at that moment But she did which was lovely um, mm-hmm. and got to meet or scare, her husband sandy as well so i i really loved i, I thought it was great to meet you too i mean i never shut up um, no it I, was I, brilliant I wasn't it I I'm like going, if I'll i ever right <laughs> I just, do you know you sometimes have, or maybe you don't, have these outer body experiences where you're currently talking, but you can see yourself, and you go, <laughs> Emily, shut up.
0: Stop using <laughs> your words, stop using your words.
2: Stop talking, stop talking now, right now.
0: <laughs> Sandy is still in therapy from the conversation, I
1: think, is that right, Alison? <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah is she, but she's the funniest person I've ever met. <laughs> Just like of <laughs> my poor husband.
0: <laughs> Emily, in our probably nervous, marathon-excited energy, told Sandy that she's thinking about starting an OnlyFans, selling her pool water from her cold dipping. I so, mean,
2: there's a market for everything. It, there really is. It was mainly because I thought about getting a barrel, but I was like, it's so expensive to get a barrel, and hence why we thought of ways we could make money. And I'm like, surely there's an avenue for water 100
0: there will be i love the fact you're saying we as if sandy was a willing collaborator in this you're talking as if he wasn't a victim of the conversation and actually was a, a an active part
2: i should have realized what he was looking about like how did i leave this conversation
0: security security
2: so we're just going to plan for me and allison just to sit in her wheelie bins one day mm-hmm. for him to come home and discover yeah, what he... was the podcast
0: event you were at? Sorry, Alison. What was the podcast event oh, you were going down for?
2: Um, it was Parenting Hell. It was like oh, a, a kind of that's, Rob Beckett podcast.
0: That's, but... n- that's my wife's favourite podcast.
2: Oh, is it? Do you know it's yeah. funny? I booked the tickets and stopped listening to it.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> she loves it. She adores oh, it.
2: It's great, but they moved from Apple to Spotify. And I do have Spotify, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: I, I kind of forget. Yeah the podcast you know I, I usually always listen to one yeah
0: they're exclusively on there which is a weird one because they're uh-huh. not on both so sorry and... alison i cut across you oh, no
2: sorry alison
1: <laughs> oh no it, i can't even remember what i was going to say now it was something... Bins? oh oh yeah sandy's even power washed the wheelie bin for you. <laughs> honestly
2: this summer it's going to be wheelie bin hot kettle summer i tell you <laughs>
0: Wheelie really Bin Hot Girl Summer. There's the name of the episode. Thank you very much. That's us getting an episode title. I was wondering what it would be. That's the moment. Wheelie really Bin Hot. Wheelie really been Hot Girl Summer with Alison Jordan and Emily Jackson. Perfect. It's like a girl
1: fan or something.
0: This would end oh. up being the episode that people start finding through Google, won't it? That, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's the title. All the weirdos googling for that. Maybe
2: I mean, we could add on to like uh, Run Karaoke. Have Wheelie really Bin Karaoke. I mean, oh. There we go. Grows
1: Plus
0: and then throw the water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, I tried to run karaoke, they made a pig's ear of it and it didn't store the video. Oh, oh no, like, it was recording. Can you only record a certain amount of time?
2: I don't think so. So, um, you're better to record it on yeah. Instagram. Uh, she video. told
0: me what to do, but I don't know if it was because I was running at the same time. I don't know what happened. They just deleted the video, was it not like Probably a 30 the second
2: video or a 20 second oh. video or something.
0: What a singer, as well.
2: <laughs> you
0: realise you're no all about your lip-sync,
2: Ryan? I mean,
0: that may have been the only time you ever caught me running dressed as Cher singing as Cher.
2: I'm coming to watch you run. That sound- Remember
0: the video with the big cannon, Cher, I was in that gear. That, that, that leather onesie. I Remember, tell you, this, you this,
2: this conversation is going right down my street.
0: Well, I'll just make, make sure I check the explicit box on the, <laughs> on the podcast warden. Josh, i Brody. Sorry, can't listen to this one. <laughs> bad. Um that's answer your
2: original question?
0: <laughs> I don't even know. I think you did. I don't even know if I asked a question. Something about an expo. Alison, tell me about your uh, pre... Is it different for the, for the pen you're in at the expo, or is it just all the same? Do you need to win with the co- commoners?
1: Yeah, you know, at the, the expo, we've just kind of got to, you know, walk about the riffraff really. But, <laughs> oh, <yep>. you know, <laughs> you, but no, it was, uh, I enjoyed the expo obviously more for seeing Emily because that, that made it fun. <laughs> uh, no, I, it was back to normal, I would say, this year. I think London, and probably not just London, but the last couple of years has been tough for a lot of the, you know, marathons and expos with covid and restrictions so i just said it got back normal however i was quite annoyed about one thing so obviously i had desperately watched my name on the board for the six stars you know that's the only reason you run it so you can point at your name at the expo and they left it in boston
0: they left the board
1: Yes. Yeah. and i was like well now i'm just gonna have to go to what's the next one uh berlin or chicago and and do it to... again yeah just so i can Shh. point at my name
0: sharpie name written on point That a be that's cheaper than going to berlin
1: no it's not it's not the same <laughs> I'm,
0: tra- I'm trying to save your marriage you can't you can't go you're not going
1: but we yeah. honestly well i said to you didn't emily i was like where is yeah. this board um, and one of my friends had a, a stand at the expo i was like have you seen this and then it took jackie to go in later and ask again and because they kept pointing us to this place and it wasn't there and then they eventually told her they left it in boston that's that's devastating
0: Uh, and it it, it sounds like first world problems but yeah that's a big it's a big moment for if you've got it Mm -hmm. not that we not that i would know neither would you emily i assume you have not on how many stars have you got (laughs) one one (laughs) how many stars you got
2: ryan
0: i'm not a star in any way shape or form i have (laughs) no stars
2: our names are on the bus stop that's
0: what it is, <laughs> <Exactly>. is. <laughs> toilet wall i don't know name the toilet wall Rido. i wonder if i was getting those texas rider uh, exactly rhizo but i'll take Riso. rider okay um emily you ran the virtual
2: mm-hmm.
0: at midnight in london really safe city with strangers brilliant brilliant idea Science
2: i mean- safety. So that's kind of why I never told anybody. I mean, that sounds mm. even worse. Like, I mean, that anybody... sounds like
0: horrific decision-making, but tell me. So, um,
2: <laughs> so I, I told my friend, Annika, I told her, and she had my location and where I was staying and all. Because I had to, like, cancel my hotel that was booked for my friend because it was much more expensive on my own. So I booked an Airbnb, like, really last minute. And, yeah, I was going to this. I told them what I was doing. Again, more strangers. Yeah, I mean, it was... I didn't really tell many people about it because I think I was really nervous about it. I mean, it's just so random, like, go and meet a bunch of strangers at the McDonald's at Trafalgar Square and then start running at two (laughs) minutes past midnight. (laughs) And I was like, right, I'll go there a wee bit earlier. I mean, by the time I got there, it was about half ten, quarter to eleven, because I was like, I don't want to travel in London by myself. I mean, somebody might kidnap me. London doesn't sleep. I mean, it was no. mobbed the whole time. It was mobbed. And then we couldn't even get any McDonald's because all the drunk people were ruining it for us runners. So I had to, we had to sit in Charing Cross Station, but it became like a total party. Like we all had these um, T-shirts on with our names and it said like backwards London or something. I should really look at the T-shirt. How did um, you
0: meet these people? I feel like we've missed an important set. <laughs> so... What, is this like running Tinder or something? How do you meet <laughs> people that want to meet up in midnight? Why is that
2: not a thing?
0: Because <laughs> um, if you make like, runners, you like, what are you it. into running, what you into running, brilliant. Go K's to, or miles. You want to talk about my. splits. <laughs> we show you my splits. Wait, <laughs> you my splits.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so I think because I was going to London for some reason, I ended up on. I don't know what happened <laughs> I don't know what this is like the tube, you know. I just don't know what happens really. But I ended up in a Facebook group going, "If you don't get into London ballot, we're doing." Um, London in reverse doing the virtual course. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Because London for me was my first marathon um 10 years ago. And it, it was like things are different now. People have so much more knowledge and things. Back then the only people I knew who had run marathons were super fast. So I had no experience. So it wasn't like the best experience of my life. <laughs> but it was also really busy and I thought, well this is interesting. Like get to see like the cool sights of London. But it's also like really quiet at night not quite but um so yeah i joined that facebook group i was going to london anyway thought what what could go wrong you know um
0: you you need a carer
2: i know and even at my,
1: i'm like look behind me like my husband doesn't even know <laughs> 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 my husband was panicking for you he <laughs> think she's do you think she's gonna be okay and 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 if she's really doing this at night and is there gonna be other people and do you think it's safe and i was like i don't know i didn't even get a number <laughs> you're even... like, shush, Sandy, i need my sleep i'm living I'm
2: <laughs> tomorrow um but yeah i mean i bet you Alison. i bet you to finish let's <laughs> let's put it that way <laughs> the only time that would happen for me. She also
0: started in the championship pen, just like got hunted out by a security guard. <laughs> I,
2: know, I know. But no, it was it was really good. I mean, there was a massive amount of us. It was probably it was unofficial, so it was like nobody really took to doing much organization. We sort of just fell together in groups. So that was probably uh the downside. Like you could have ended up in a group that they were too fast for you, and then you're yeah. hanging on for dear life. There's that bit in Canary Wharf but I had the route on my watch. I mean, I'm pointing to my watch in case you didn't know what a watch was. Mm. Um, <laughs> and when you get to Canary Wharf, your signal just goes wonky. So it was like you're on the wrong way. But I'm following the blue line, um, which became like a long-standing joke. To Where is the blue line? Because you're just like, some places don't have barriers or anything up yet. So it's not super clear. And Canary Wharf is quite wonky, the part of the route. Um so I think that side of it was a bit awkward. I mean, I was lucky. I was in a nice wee group and we were doing sort of just kind of working together. We sort of did that jeffin, I think it's called. So run yeah. for a bit, walk for a bit. And that seemed to work because who knew what you were going to be like through the night? I mean, you're meant to be sleeping. And I'd already ran parkrun that morning and a running event at six the night before. I mean, I
0: i would never heard the word jeffing until last week i've heard it about five times since Ooh. it sounds like something people doing a car park that they shouldn't be doing i've never i don't know why it's suddenly become prominent but the fact that <laughs> yeah. you're doing it tells it's probably another bad life choice <laughs> so sure. that i mean that's a pretty wild cool experience on one hand that's you've probably done everything i would advise my children never to do in their life yeah. but congratulations on surviving
2: i know i, I love to tell the tale you and did. i have to say like I mean, there's there was a guy that sort of he did it last year and he sort of pulled it together, like made the GPX route for your watch and stuff. He was on a bike for most of it. So he did kind of cycle about checking where people were. But yeah. but how that's not the most safe thing in the world either, because, you know, no. the murderer behind you could just wait for him to leave. Or and he could you. be the one that he could be the one on the <laughs> yeah. bike. Yeah. I mean yeah. I wasn't going
0: to go full blown murder at start level, <laughs> but let's just go to the extreme. Brilliant, Emily. That's
2: I'm, I'm, I'm either all there or nowhere.
0: Right. <laughs> Alison, you had a more conventional London marathon. Well you didn't really. You ran by Kitchoge for God's sake. It's probably just as wild. So tell me about Tell me about the championship pen, but also tell me about where your head was going in there because we've spoken about mm-hmm. it a tiny bit since. Um, and I know what you do yourself pressure-wise, so yeah. talk me through the difference in that experience.
1: I just feel like my story is not that exciting compared to Emily. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't course. even nearly die. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird one for me. So obviously, like you say, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And, and the day of the ex, like it was great having a laugh and I did feel okay. But the thing that I kind of, I do have it a lot at various other races but you know most runners when we talk about this all the time stomach issues so I, my nerves were getting the better of me for the the days leading up to it so I don't I think I literally was running on empty anyway won't go into much more detail than that but I'm sure you can imagine but yeah I think for me the the nerves just got the better of me starting in the championship start was like obviously an amazing opportunity but there was that added pressure as well it was great because you know you got like actual tents and an area to warm up and toilet queues weren't so big and that was all nice but you were also standing with these amazing amazing runners like you know I stand at the start and one of them's going I think I'll just go out at six thirty-fives and I'm like oh my god that's like my 5k pace not my marathon and then I was like oh I don't think I should be here and it is, it's that like mental kind of battle you have with yourself. But then I was like, no, come on, enjoy this. Like, it's probably the only time you're going to be here. And, you know, to me, like the best part of the start was, you know, you've got the elites running, we setting up just in front of you, getting announced. And, you know, I was on BBC uh, Marathon coverage, which made my life. Um, And yeah, I think my now, you know, favourite party line is going to be, I ran past uh, Kipchoge London Marathon because that was like that made my life um he was starting the race and he was literally there and I was like oh this is so cool so that was amazing but I would have said it was probably a mile in and I just knew it wasn't going to be my day my leg started to hurt and I've never had a pain in that of my leg ever and I just thought okay this is in your head because you know it's so mad and all you can go into the race and I just didn't I don't know I just can't even describe it I just didn't feel it and I do possibly think it was the running on empty thing I like I was trying my best to keep food down and it just wasn't happening and I think I hadn't been sleeping well and like we said earlier had I overdone it in training I don't know Tokyo it was only like what, seven weeks before but I just thought right you're just gonna have to get the head down and do this and to be honest as much as like I got a stitch I've never had a stitch and I'm running then the pain came back in my leg then my foot hurt and it was just everything but I think mentally for me, was I think I realised in that race I was stronger than I, I realised because there were so many times I thought about walking off. Like, you know, I thought, right, I'll get to Sandy at, you know, 11 and a half, 12 miles. And I could just say to him, I'm really not feeling this, but I could just put a fake smile on and keep going. So I did. not Then I knew there was going to be people at Tower Bridge. So I thought, right, just focus on that. And then, like you say, that Ben Canary Wharf, it's the windy bit. You completely lose the GPS. By that point, I was genuinely thinking, I know where the tube station is. I could just go now. And I thought, right, you've got three choices. You see Sandy at 19, so you can either stop and say, I want to go, like, go. You can stop and say, I'm not enjoying this and carry on, but I don't think my legs would start again. Or you can put on that fake smile and just run by. So I went with that option and he was like, well, I actually thought you were doing really well. And I was like, no, I was genuinely hating my life. <laughs> um, but then I've said to so many people and I've said it to you and I've put it on Instagram, why you should enjoy London. And I thought, you know, I never, ever get the chance to enjoy it because I'm always like looking at a watch, always going for some time, qualifier, whatever. And I thought, no, do you know what? You're here, you've got this far. You're not going to quit because you don't. So just enjoy it. So, see, for those last few miles, I didn't, I didn't give up. I kept fighting, but for the first time ever, I saw the London Eye and I saw Big Ben, and I really took in like the crowds on the last few miles that I tell everyone to like take in. And yeah, it didn't go to plan, but I finished in a time I was more than happy with. Like I was absolutely delighted. I've got photos of me like fighting until the very end, and you know, it it wasn't the perfect race for so many reasons, but. I loved those last few miles, and having the people at the end that I wanted to be there like Sandy and friends, like I couldn't really ask for much more, so, and it was only at the end I realised I've run six, uh, four majors in the last year, and I thought, yeah. you know, that's probably why you're tired too, so <laughs> time to have a wee of a rest.
0: A couple of probably more serious takeaways before we get back to just winding each other up no pros are running marathons that close together mm-hmm. and it's ex- and expecting to peak on both it's if it was doable it would be been done because yeah. it would be financial benefits to them doing it and so clearly you can't get you can't peak every single no. marathon that close together emily you've just run three in a month and a bit or just under a month
1: sure but,
0: <laughs> But you're also running that in a very different. You're not trying to PB on that. You're you're jeffing, as you said, which is walk run for anyone that's not a creep, um, and doesn't want to hang about car parks. But that's so. There's a whole different thing between getting round three marathons and running with your pals in that part and pushing for times. And Alison, you probably suffered from being at your physical peak for Tokyo can't get back there again but also you put yourself under an order amount of pressure and i think people that know you will find that weird that you're standing in any pen and believing that you don't belong because that's probably the way that a lot of us view you you know it's even but we've said this before it's like standing in the front of the line apart parkrun. you don't feel like you belong so you don't you stand further back than you should and you start to feel more comfortable the further back you go when mm-hmm. actually you are where you are because you deserve to be there it, it's I hope that you're saying you won't be there again you probably will be uh, knowing you I think you probably will be I hope that you accept where you're at and you're running as well because it's an amazing achievement and you're saying you ab- that wasn't the race you wanted what did you finish in?
1: Uh,
0: 3.16 35 right so I mean you're talking like six minutes away from or four minutes away from what you are trying to run and I mean Emily finished at 3.16am so it's nearly the same I <laughs> <A> wish no <laughs>
2: Like but, i got to the bridge at that
0: point <laughs> but i saw emily's face there it's, it's so relative isn't it like what, i would i would bite the hand off you for that time mm. finish at the moment and it just is where you're at
1: and i think that's the important thing as well like i don't like, I'm absolutely not saying that I wasn't happy with my time because I was, see, when I saw the time, like, like a bit like Tokyo, I didn't know what I was getting because the GPS just goes and you're kind of just, at that point, I was like, I don't even care and I just enjoy this. I was delighted and I still am, like, to be able, like, say, to run within seven weeks, two times like that. Like, I'm honestly so happy. I think I was just disappointed and that my body gave up that day and it's really thinking about it in a sensible way of course it like there was a chance that was going to happen because you can't run that fast and push your body to the limits every time and expected to hang on and it was kind of getting to that point where i knew i needed to take a break the nerves but, as well yeah, no, the Alison, nerves, the feeling, that's yeah, not helping all that of that's didn't.
0: just sapping away energy. Mm-hmm. and i know but but you felt this was part of why we get got you on today you felt a bit squeamish about writing your race report Mm -hmm. on instagram for this and i want you to talk to me about that and then i want to bring emily in for something as well but tell me why you had the reservations about writing it what was it you were afraid of coming across
1: Mm -hmm. so i don't ever want people to well to think that i was disappointed with anything that happened on sunday because one of my pet hates, and I'm sure we've spoken about this on one of the episodes before, is like people saying, oh, but I'm not a real runner. And I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm sitting going, oh, three hours, 16 rubbish and what a disappointment I shouldn't have turned up because it's not. I know that's an amazing time. See, a year ago, if you told me I'd get that, I'd be like, no way. I mean, I used to look at the qualifying times and think I'd only ever get them through charity. So it's not and I just didn't want to come across as a person like that. I think if you can, I've got like so much respect for people that do marathons in six hours, eight hours, 10 hours, because we all know what it takes. Like you've got to the time on your feet, the pressure on your body, like, you know, it, it, to cross a line is an achievement in itself. So I just didn't want to come across as that person that was like, oh, I'm, oh, that, well, that was pathetic. Because, you know, I've, I've yeah. seen that, I've read it, and it really infuriates me. So I just was conscious not to come across that way.
0: But it's that you need to give yourself permission to still be disappointed in no. elements of a race. That's all right, again, that's where you're at, and it's not the time. time times are relevant. Mm-hmm. You can be disappointed that on the day either nerves got more of you than you would have liked, or your body didn't react the way you hoped. That's fine. And Emily, I saw your post, I think I saw it late, a bit of that feeling a bit down after three experiences like that, and you've been on holiday. And, hi 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 and you're building it's like peaking again isn't it you oh, peak yeah. peek, 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 peek. but then afterwards and you can feel a wee bit like god i've got a cheek to be ungrateful i've just had these amazing oh, experiences and totally. i feel but talk to me about how you were feeling in those the aftermath because i wanted to speak to both of you about post-marathon blues as they're often called but mm. just that void of i've been had the goal then what
2: yeah because i think like bob with the close runner he put a post up about it and it, it was that I think it's like the post-social high. It's not even sometimes the marathon blues because, don't get me wrong, I don't think the day after I could have run anywhere. You know, it's not like I was desperate to run again, but it's more just the, you know, you're up there. You've got so much to look forward to. There's so much happening. And then you're like, oh, what, what do I do in May? <laughs> and you're sort of like, can I do four marathons in a month? No, but it's it's trying to give yourself that rest, but also mm-hmm. I'd put something on yesterday going, yes, I'll rest, but I also really miss running when I don't run. So it's yeah. it's just finding your sort of happy, happy medium, but it's also like just give in to like feeling a bit rubbish. You know, exactly. you're allowed to just yeah. feel, have a cry or just be a bit down about it. But, you know, it's just picking yourself up after that. It's just normal. I think it's just normal to feel like mm-hmm. that instead yeah. of going – you know and don't get jealous because everybody else's exciting things are happening this month you know rather yeah. you've had your you've had your moment you that,
0: that, that in between space is one you just need to navigate and mm-hmm. you, you can't run the way you were running but why wouldn't you take a period of adjustment after having life dictated for six days out of seven on a plan for months and oh, months so. and alison for a year practically mm-hmm. um and yeah. so well, you you must have experienced that alison as well like various points
1: yeah like I think after London this time like my body was broken like and I think mentally I was a bit broken too and it took me a good few days to even feel normal. Um, I was walking about like a zombie trying to get back to work, try to adjust to everything that just happened in that weekend and not just that. I hadn't really let Tokyo and everything sink in because it was just get to the next thing. Um, but yeah every single time you do a marathon it's that just what you're saying that you're watching others trying um like you know their marathons are next or whatever race and you're like oh I want to do it I think this is the first time and I said this is somebody that I haven't felt like that like I'm so excited to come and see you on at Edinburgh and not run it and like get to experience it from the other side and you know yeah I've got lots of 10ks this summer but I think for the first time Although you know I'm kind of sad not to have a marathon, and I know when like the the ones start up in September, October, I'll be like, mm, I'm just going to try and enjoy not marathon training because it has it's taken over my life for God the last four or five years.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, if you're going to progress as well, there needs to be a period of rest, recuperation, and let the body adapt, and that will yeah. be the next chapter of that. Like time to go at it fresh and have all that juice again to. Mm-hmm. to go and and emily same like you are you're closer to me and you're running and that it's not about six stars and it's not pushing for time but there needs to be a period as well where you just accept that this month's not that exciting you know exactly. i'm not doing 10 races
2: i know but you can also find like the joy in other things like, like Alison's saying i'm really looking forward to coming to edinburgh especially like since i like created that instagram account i feel like i know so many people that are running and i'm so looking forward to to that side you know because you do go and support and you actually realize how much how much fun it is i mean i did virtual london did i mention and i think so and when i got back to my apartment i literally went for a bath and got ready and went back out to watch it i was at the nine miles and i missed Alison because it was i think you come through at 9.3 and i'm just after that but you forget how busy london is my eyes mm-hmm. were just like this um but i went out and supported like friends that i knew were running and then walked from there to, to London Bridge for my station because I couldn't <laughs> go on a tube for love nor money. But it was it was so exciting to see some of my friends who had saw me and they came over and gave me a hug. I mean, they looked quite emotional. I felt quite emotional. Mm-hmm. But it's just so exciting to like support as well. So it's, yeah. it's just looking at diff- different things to do that, you know, it doesn't need to be such a big you know time suck like a marathon no oh, exactly you know?
0: and 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 part running all these all these connections that we've made and they've done the podcast meetup and all this kind of stuff for for everybody i'm hoping that just helps to bring us all mm-hmm. um sort of closer together in that getting each, to know each other beyond instagram i've been lucky to meet quite a lot of people now at races have come up yesterday I was racing and a few people come up to tell me and they're so just Some, somebody came up, no, somebody came up and went, Scottish runner. I was like, Ryan, just Ryan's fine. Like, I feeling almost that mortification that I feel that like I've got a special place for that mortification. Like, I saw you when I was in the car, but you were talking to people, so I didn't, like, just come up and say hi. Hey, yeah, it's just me. We're fine. So that's people that are coming to the meet-up, though, and I, I can't wait for them to get to know each other so that that barrier is removed of thinking that you're somebody else. It's a bloody podcast. You can literally start one up with them. A phone and a microphone, it, it makes no difference. But there's going to be chances, I think, over the next few months for all of us to run together, part run together, wee bit of tourism, mm-hmm. uh, part run. I can't wait for all of that. I've got Edinburgh. I was wishing it my weeks away when you guys were doing Manchester and I was so jealous watching the TV, not of necessarily the event, of the fact that you were going to be done soon. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> yeah. and I've got another four weeks of long running and now it's getting creeping I mean I've only got one more big week and then I'm starting to taper back mm-hmm. down and now I'm like oh my god I need another six weeks I've got that bit going I was wishing it would be here and now I'm wishing it a bit further away mm-hmm. but I can't wait to do more of that fun stuff that doesn't take four hours like in, in yeah. between for Make all of it. Yeah that
2: joy this. again. Yeah it's, it's hard I mean it's hard.
0: Uh, and it's amazing to have the discipline, and if you've got a plan, stick to your plan. That's the one thing I've learned about it: is all the people I watch on successful marathons stick to the plan. They don't run too much. They don't run the junk miles. They don't cut runs short, left, right, and center. Just stick to your plan. But that is you're taking away time from other bits of your life. It's so bloody hard, um, squeezing it all in. So lots of learning to be done. But I think we're going to have a great summer, autumn coming in. There are. Alison, you've got ten Ks. Mm-hmm. Emily, we've got some events that we'll talk about down the line, I'm sure, as well coming up. I've got Maltra as well. So plenty, plenty still happening. But can I ask you both then what's on the what is on the plans for the rest of the year? Alison, you're saying you've got races, tell me what you've got signed up for. Yeah,
1: so I've signed up for the Babcock series, which is three ten Ks around Glasgow. The first one is actually this Thursday, which to be honest is a little bit close for my liking, but you know, I've committed so I'll go. Um but what I was looking forward to as well, I was thinking about this before we came on, is what we've spoken about for so long now and is doing some park run tourism because as much as I love Strathclyde, we've said for so long of once we've finally all done these marathons we can go and do that. So um that's kind of how I'm getting over the the blues is focusing on not like it's going to be fun like we can go and meet yeah. more people and just enjoy it so that's my plan park runs horrible 10ks and lots of fun and socializing with you guys
0: yeah that's good what about you emily what's what's on the agenda summer into autumn
1: um so i'm
2: the same as Alison. i've done i'm signed up for the babcock ten um, oh, and i also feel the same way about 10ks as well <laughs> so i'm not sure if my legs are are there yet but that's fine. And then I've got about a couple of like little events. Um, I'm doing something that blast running. It's like a sunset run in June. Um, and I'm just trying to find things that I've never done before. Yeah. um So I'm doing Loch Ness 24 really as part of a team or several teams. I think we've got five teams now. Ryan, I yeah, know well, I've uh, not
0: told you that. Alison, I signed up through the week. I heard <laughs> from
1: someone else that signed so up. I, I, it
0: was my it was my last day. Uh, it, it was my last weapon to try and get Susan Swarbrick to sign up it. was up for Susan it.
1: that she, told me. She
0: was she was this close on the wire. I'm like right. If you can't run a lap, I'll come and I'll do that lap. So she's signed <laughs> up and delighted for her.
1: Yeah, so
2: that that that'll be great. You know, it's a twenty-four hour really, and you know, again, that's like a group that's really came together over social media. I mean, some people have known each other before, but yeah. it's sort of how we all became friends, and it's great. So got that booked, and at the moment, I'm looking for an autumn marathon. So. Oh yes enjoy yourself <laughs>
0: enjoy yourself with that uh, edinburgh, edinburgh for me i've got the ultra and then i've got that loch ness which i'm just taking as a camping trip with some oh, yeah. running and interrupting it. um and and i've got a couple of 10ks as well i think i've got run the tune mm-hmm. and i have the glasgow men's 10k the day of the meetup um, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'm going to run that yet it just depends how my legs are
2: I was going to ask are you going to have a quick wipe before the, before the
0: wipe meetup? down wipe down a cold dip <laughs> sell the wipes sell the pool water do, you think, do you think they
2: would let us have a use one of their wheelie bins well, I thought you're
0: going to say they're wet wipes I was going to say I don't think you can borrow them I think you just need to bring your own <laughs> I, I'm going to run it in my share gear though so look forward to that yes um, I can't wait
1: for you we'll get, pl- the- we'll <laughs> get
0: plenty organized to do we're going to do it as a three-legged race so let's go imagine running a three-legged race with Emily you'd be ready to kill her by about like the end of 1k true true absolute nightmare absolute nightmare we'll of a human being but, but I do love it exactly where's the blue line like no this is Glasgow pal there's no <laughs> blue line
2: by the way that blue line is really difficult to see at night can I just say nah, it's
0: almost like you're not meant to run it in reverse <laughs> at midnight with strangers.
2: <laughs> oh, but just think of the, the stories from my grandchildren one day, you know?
0: I I th- do you know what? That's not a bad way to look at it. See if you took a see if you zoom out of your running and look mm-hmm. at the memories that you've stored up over the last few months, see all of those All of the big wins and all of the disappointments, they all sort of melt away into Mm -hmm. just look at the big picture. What you've done is incredible. Yeah,
2: I think you have to, though, because I think it's so easy to be hung up on, like, the smaller details, and I totally got hung up on those details. But when you look at things, like, a year down the line or several years ago, it wasn't that bad, like, and I got to do this. That was quite fun. You know, yes, my feet were sore, but I'll probably not remember that it's the people it. mm-hmm. it's the
0: people and the experiences and the places and like yesterday was transformed as a very local half marathon that I was running in by the people i met Yesterday is what i will take away from that and remember and i had a great run and but all of that will fade in time but see the people that we met in the morning that's the most relaxed i've ever been on a start line because i was chatting right up until i nearly missed the start again alison
2: <laughs> the <There's laughs> I, I was
0: I was chatting away and I was like, Oh no, I've got plenty of time and then I'd needed the nervous pee that you need and then there was a queue for the toilet and I got out there and people were lined up and like, <laughs> nearly running up to the start again.
2: Don't men but just I, pee anywhere.
0: But I was so well, it's more frowned upon when you're standing in a school, especially especially when you're the link one of the link education managers for that school, so no, probably not. Fair um but I I when I got to the line I had not a single bit of nerves about the race because i was just ready to go and that's the people that's Mm -hmm. just people made it completely social a year and a half ago i would have been standing myself i would have been there early because i did that got my number and i sat in that car winding myself up like internally mentally about maybe that pace is too fast maybe this, maybe that none of it yesterday just went out and went for it it's such a game changer
2: it's only you that feel you think it's only you until you Mm -hmm. actually meet other people and you go like, how have I discovered, like, all these new friends for life? Yeah. Because, basically, my family don't want to hear me talk about, yeah, you know, exactly. it's like, there's your medal. Like, when I arrived from, yeah. from Manchester, my husband went, did you run that? I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, did I not tell you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I meant to say it. But then that was that person, that was Sharon, come over yesterday to talk to me and said, oh, I saw you in the car and didn't, didn't come over to say hello. Like, you've been sitting in the car on the outside looking in. You could have been over there blethering with all these people that didn't actually know each other, by the way, so... They were all in the same boat. Everybody was talking like, "Just get, throw yourself in, folks. Take the chance. It's, there are so many good people. There's some really, really boring people too, but that's mostly Emily. <laughs> and you, you get to know them. No, I'll give you that. You're you're anything bit boring, actually.
2: There she is in our tub <laughs> in our back garden. What does her more name more, like? ca-
0: more chaotic than than anything else? Um, oh. But great great day yesterday. While I've, just before I move on to the final bit, and we'll, we'll wave Alison goodbye because she's going to get ready. I think she's been uh coronated along with prince whatever his face is next week <laughs> she's now the queen of london i won a hat i won a hat yesterday like can you see oh nice oh is that
2: a big right? bobble
0: hat a big bobble hat from the big bobble company oh. so want to say thanks to them and to the organizers yesterday because they obviously run lanarkshire and, and doogie who organizes it worked with the podcast to give away a couple of places we helped promote that event met him yesterday absolute gem. we also ran london
1: did
0: he? Yeah, ah, did. okay. He did. So I've I've now put a face to the name, met him as well, and I'm hoping that we we can help with that as well because it's brilliant. And that that company turned up and gave out prizes for spot oh, prizes and whatnot. So brilliant day yesterday. Congratulations and thanks to everybody, the volunteers the, for for such a local thing. The support and the course was amazing from the runners and the volunteers. It felt like they were every few hundred yards, so you were never. you you were never without an encouraging word um so it was brilliant really great day, had by all so alison anything else you want to share with us about maybe being an ambassador of somewhere before you go
1: oh yes so um (laughs) (laughs) i'll share more on my instagram i just haven't had a chance this week because it's been pretty crazy um but i think people have seen me share stories before um about the healthy body healthy mind cbd oils and bams so i've been asked to be an ambassador for for that um so i'll be sharing some more information and a code a discount code on my page um it's funny because i actually know um brian who owns that well emily you saw met him as well when we were uh, at the expo you didn't get the chance to freak him out <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were right beside <laughs> stands when you met him so I've actually me and Brian have known each other for far too long. We went to school together. Um, weren't runners then, but have become both marathon runners now. Um, he's much faster than me. Um, but he asked if I would be an ambassador. It's a, a product that I've actually used ever since they they started the the company up a good few years ago now. Um, and it's brilliant for runners. So um. I'll send you the link, Ryan, but I'll uh be speaking about it more on my page and attach the the discount code if anybody wants to purchase anything.
0: Perfect. What we'll do is when you get that code, I'll put it in the episode description for this uh episode as well. Put your code in um and help you just pass that on when, when you've got it. Brilliant. So it, everybody knows then it's Alison for C B D and it's Emily for grade A drugs. <laughs>
1: <So that's... laughs> just don't get them
0: don't get them mixed up (laughs) pool water as well yeah if that's your thing (laughs) sorry oh you're not meant to drink it is that what you're saying
2: no just have it on your mantelpiece
0: oh lovely right next to the ashes the family ashes perfect perfect right <laughs> alison i'll let you go and then i'm going to do the quick fire round with this lunatic well so. it's
1: been fun i feel like this episode might need a don't try this at home and um... <laughs> i'm not even
0: editing this i'm just putting it out
1: no thank you An and okay. a half
0: of chaos thank you alison um, for I, joining I, us
1: ryan we will oh emily i'll be in touch because we can organize being the cheer squad for ryan and others absolutely Can't right wait. Well, not, thank well. you
0: we're still not actually talking about Edinburgh yet. That's next week.
1: Thank <laughs> <laughs> Right, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> bye. Okay, so we've got Emily for the quick fire round now, and this is how we're going to close out. Emily, you know the drill. You've listened, but you've not done too much prep, which is perfect. So I'm going to rattle through some questions with you, and then I'm going to get your playlist track at the end. Okay. Good to go? I'm ready. Let's do it. Favourite running shoe of all time?
2: Brooks Vapor.
0: Favourite training route?
2: Um The Copatrick Hills.
0: Best running related book or podcast you've read or listened to.
2: Oh, what's it called? It was about is barefoot running or oh, Born to Run.
0: Oh, I think we've had that one before. Who's that by? Do you remember?
2: No. Sorry.
0: I'll find <laughs> it. I'm sure I'll find it. I'm sure we've linked to this one before. Proudest Running Moment.
2: This is a difficult one. Um probably More Marathon in 2018.
0: Worst race or running experience.
2: Um, worst race is uh, it was a run in Livingston it was like a club race and I finished it and burst into tears
0: I do after most races <laughs> ultimate post-marathon refuel meal and drink
2: Probably like everybody, pizza, and I don't really like beer, so pizza and a Prosecco.
0: Pizza's the winner. So easy. Yeah,
2: so many carbs.
0: Ah, It's just that exactly, and you can just get the cheese or in your, face, like in and your face. Just like Exactly. Wear, wear it. Just wear it. That's, that, it's become one it. with the pizza. Yes, that's it. That's the, that's the one. I'm dreaming of it already. <laughs> best, best ever single piece of running advice you've been given or could give? Just
2: to give. If it's your first marathon, just enjoy it
0: absolute shape. okay <laughs> what be a chip what be a chip don't, don't be normal be a chip
2: be a chip just enjoy life you're a runner enjoy it
0: one inspirational instagram profile you never skip by
2: Ooh, that's a difficult one um probably and i know you've had her before but it's probably kaylee the happy diet no, i just love probably. her we face
0: it's a, yeah, it's it's a, wee, smiley. So a wee smiley smiley face Do you know oh,
2: and she's so honest as well. Like yeah, when she's feeling she... a bit up and down, but she just sees a lot of positivity. And I feel like, yeah, I need that.
0: It's amazing. She's so horrible in real life as well, but she... she does a great job on Total that social count. media. Total oh, count. absolute! Bitch.
2: We right. ran Manchester. and She slapped me constantly. I couldn't. Remember.
0: Exactly, exactly. And the jail time she's done—don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Unreal. Run with or without music.
2: Um, without listening to podcasts instead, though.
0: <laughs> During a race. Uh, no, no, none. No,
2: nothing, nothing during the race, but in long runs.
0: Podcasts. Yeah. Favorite park run. Linwood. Oh, that's a weird one. It's you know, a good it's, one, but it's, it's so tight.
2: It's a, it's a lovely community one. Like I know the event director and stuff, and they were so helpful when we were setting up a junior park run here. Um, it's just lovely.
0: Finish this sentence. I press play and run because
2: I press play and run because running just gives me my time
0: that's good that's quite profound thank you well let's let's not waste it with a joke last order of business as always in the podcast is to get your running track playlist so this can be something that wouldn't normally come out your running rotation Mm. so it could be on a marathon playlist or maybe just exercise but a song that just hangs about there and and doesn't really come off what's it going to be my
2: i was going to pick something really random just in all of Kaylee, just to kill my soul just to kill your soul but and I did mention it before when you did your little story things but it has to be The Fratellis and Chelsea Dagger
0: it's a good tune
2: it's a brilliant tune and i never tired of it ever it's
0: borderline old school by now actually but it's a good tune
2: well, yeah, it's a good tune, but it's like the darts have taken it. You know, anytime yeah. like my daughters hear it, they're like, oh, that's the darts song. I'm like, that's not.
0: <laughs> so, Emily, thank you so much for joining Alison and I today. I know she's had to do a runner because she's very important, very, very busy. Um, very. But it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on. I'm sure we will have you on again because you are a firm fixture now in the, the Mad Squad. <laughs> oh,
2: definitely. I'm proud to be in the Mad Squad or the Crack
0: and... Squad. And I might anything. put you back in that group chat that I've taken you out of that you don't know I've actually taken you out of, been <laughs> talking about you. So we'll maybe give you your clipboard back, see if you can up your game.
2: I can't wait. I can't wait. But thank you very much for having me on. This is, I was so excited and so honoured to be asked.
0: No, I'm delighted to have you on. It's really, it's an amazing thing to have run that many marathons in that amount of time. You've taken in those experiences, you've done more in a month than most people will do in a lifetime. Yeah. So it's probably It's probably something incredible. I'd never,
2: I'd never do again, like. It's, completely unadvisable. It's I mean, completely, you know. But I mean, I can still walk and run. So, I mean, yeah. lasting damage is, is, is no more. So we're yeah. all good. But, you know, it's all memories and it's all things you can look back at and just go, remember I did that? You know, it was popular. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody can take
0: that back. By the way, one question I had, do you get a medal for doing the virtual? Yes, you
2: do. So it this, comes, the medal. The medal. Um, oh, and the t-shirt as well. Right. So, But you usually get it about two weeks after. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing. It's like I'll do my medal Monday, like weeks and weeks after yeah. <laughs> to run it. But that's... yeah, that's the one good I thing. I bet.
0: Do you know what? Whenever else is zigging, you're zagging. That's pretty much your life. So you're all good. This is it. Just
2: keeping the content real, Ryan.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> medal Monday. Try medal two weeks and Wednesday. So Emily, thank you again for joining Alison and I in this episode. It's been brilliant to catch up with you, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you to you, the listeners, for joining us for another episode of the Press Play and Run podcast. You can really help to support the podcast by subscribing or following on your podcast platform of choice and by leaving a review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Press Play and Run Podcast and to add the Press Play and Run playlist on Spotify. We'll be back every two weeks with new episodes and please be sure to keep an eye on our Instagram page to find out which guests will be joining us. Until then, keep getting the trainers on Press play and run.